As most of us are aware, this is the first time that we have experienced a world shutdown in order to save lives. As the time approaches to reopen, are you ready? Do you have those mandatory procedures in place that are for safety, financial, and legal reasons in order to make or break our economy's future? I'm attorney Candace Colucci, and this is Legal Gangster. Don't get it twisted, huh? I'm on my mission, oh yeah, 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 yeah. New rebels, new rebels, we the new rebels, all right, so we are here today. We have got a guest on our show today. This episode is Reopen America Again. So we are focused today talking about all of those issues that are going to surround reopening America after the shutdown. So we have, as a guest in our studio today, is Tiffany Cartwright from Paycheck. So Tiffany, tell us a little bit about yourself and about the company. Hello, so I'm Tiffany. I work for Paychex. I am in the human capital management division, and basically what that means in a nutshell is that we offer HR solutions. We are focused around small to medium-sized businesses, leveraging paycheck size to bring them services that Fortune 500 companies would have the luxury of enjoying at a fraction of the price um, because you, again, are leveraging paycheck size. And what we do is we come in, we take a, a deep, hard look at your HR infrastructure, fill in any holes along with your safety, your manuals, your procedures. Nothing is cookie cutter. It is all based on each industry location. We go from the federal to the county level of just really buttoning everything up, making sure you're safe, your employees are safe, and you are financially covered. The most recent thing that just took place that um, is obviously going to be kind of unprecedented where we're at right now is that Governor DeSantos has just made an announcement talking about that first phase of reopening. So he put them into phases. So there was phase zero, which where we're at, where everything was pretty much shut down. Now we have phase one that he's talking about and he's explained exactly what that means. So that comes into play starting Monday, May 4th, 2020 will be that first phase. And so looking at that, so we've got an entire like brochure here. I mean, just like a whole entire, like we've got 30 something pages of his most newest order on what this is going to look like when we're reopening the businesses. And what he has said is that it is so important that you have a plan and a procedure for your business to implement safe safely, because if we don't, they're going to literally be running reports all the time that says, hey, if we run a report after we've done this first phase and we have a heightened number of cases that continue to now be discovered and more people start to die, then they're going to halt and stay in that phase and not go to phase two. And why that's so important that we hope everybody understands is that in order for us to get to where we want to be, which is people are safe and we can reopen the economy to the fullest extent we were before so people can go back to work, they can put more money back into the economy, which means we have got to do it. We have a responsibility now, people who are part of that phase one, to be doing it in accordance with these procedures. So when we're thinking about that, I was thinking, okay, well, who would be probably the best person to talk about that? And that's why we said, okay, like, let's bring in somebody who's from human resources, which are paramount to those kind of those kind of concepts of how do we look at a business, analyze what the business is doing, and make sure they're in accordance with safety procedures, um, financial procedures, and those legal procedures, which is exactly where you kind of you come into play with that. So one of the things that we want to like like look into is 
what are some of those things that a business needs to be prepared for and how could your company assist them in those things when here we come into our first phase one of reopening? Well, I think the most important thing to remember right now is that phase one is not the end goal. Yeah. The end goal is to be back up and running and to still be safe and have parameters in place to navigate any sort of resurgence. Yeah. And we are going to need to have that from top down. Absolutely. So it yep. is so important to have the proper legal mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. not infringing on anyone's rights policies in place that then are communicated properly and correctly, mm-hmm. that you have documentation that you also have legitimate trainings done so that we know people are safe. You know, the biggest common thing here is you don't know what you don't know. And it is on the employer's shoulders and it is their burden to know what needs to be known. So we have literally boots on the ground in Washington. Mm -hmm. We have a hundred plus people whose jobs solely are to digest and communicate real time any changes that are coming down from the government level. And as you've seen, like, how crazy is it right now? How constant that's changing, right? This is the fastest it's ever happened. Yeah. We, one of our um, HR generalists, she actually worked for the U.S. government Mm -hmm. and she was shocked. She's never in the 25 years of her career seen the government move so quickly. Yeah. It's, and I guess it's, it's obviously because they're moving in response to something that's also moving so fast. So, and there's no, there's no blueprint. Yeah, exactly unfortunately there should have been we would assume that there was going to be but there is really no blueprint so some of those things like let's talk about that phase one that's right here in the governor's order these are the things that they're saying is now a responsibility of an employee employer and an employer so for me being an attorney and i i represent businesses in all matters legally um this to me is is kind of i i'm taken aback by by going like listen to my clients, I'm like, hey, this is serious. Like this is now creating the standard that you have to abide by in order to open your doors um, and in order to potentially reduce your your legal ramifications that could arise if you're not following this. Like this now becomes that standard. So here are some of the things that have been said. I mean, that are in this order that are mm-hmm. that are mandatory right now. So if you're going to reopen, you've got to be six feet away. We always know that that's mm-hmm. that social distancing that we keep on hearing about. You need to disinfect and clean all of the surfaces. Um, you have to develop and implement policies and procedures for how to train employees on hygiene expectations. And you have to take their temperature. You need to be taking your employees' temperatures when they come into work. You have to increase hand washing. So you need to have a procedure that says, hey, guys, now you've got to increase that hand, hand washing. Um, hand sanitizers, you need to make hand sanitizers available to your employees. And then if you, if you have a business where people are going to be in close contact, you have to require face masks. You need to encourage employees who feel sick to stay home and do not allow like people who have any type of symptoms that are like, you know, obviously what we've been seeing with this with this virus, what are those symptoms? And then you cannot have them come back to work unless they have followed the CDC criteria and they have clearance from a medical provider. 
And then you also have to plan workforce tracing, which is a whole new word I had never heard before. So this is the whole thing that's like, and, and I think we had kind of talked about it was, was unfortunately, it's very similar to like, to that STD and HIV, that kind of tracing that they were trying to implement of like, if someone becomes infective, how do we trace that back to figure out all the people who've been exposed in order to help prevent that? prevent that spread. So those are the things that have now been issued by the governor of Florida saying your business better do these things. And to me, in my mind, as an attorney, I'm hearing ding, ding, ding. This is where you've got to be looking to somebody who's a professional, if not an attorney. But number one, as me as an attorney, I would say you have got to have some type of potential. If you want to be the most protected, having a potential HR, because this is what HR specializes in creating those policies and procedures that you have them in things like a handbook right right and it's interesting that you say all those things because that is a very broad stroke Mm -hmm. um and it encompasses not only your clients but it also encompasses your employees and your communications from the employer to the employees yeah so it's going to be industry specific and that is why it is so important right now to outsource this type of information. And, you know, one of the things that I love about my company is we believe that we earn your business every paycheck. So there's, there's, there's no contracts. Yeah. So we can come in and we can button everything up for you. Absolutely. And then once you feel like you have everything under control, then you can turn those switches off. Um, we are a company that will tap you on the shoulder whenever anything changes on the federal or the state or the county level. Mm-hmm. And that is mm-hmm. really what people mm-hmm. need right now. Yeah. Because like we said before, there is no blueprint. So the government is changing constantly. Policies are changing constantly. Are these all constitutional requirements? Can they be? You bring up the HIV. So that's where you're going to need to have someone to lean on that's reputable that's not Google. Otherwise, <laughs> they don't end up in my you office. You sure you can't, Google, isn't enough, Google isn't enough for these for everybody well, right I now? Don't, I don't know. <laughs> Wikipedia is doing me justice, but we'll see what happens. But I mean, it is it is important right now to have someone whose sole profession is to understand this Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. So you can go back to growing your business yeah. to try and get it to where it was before all this started. You are going to have people that lead their way out of this. And yeah. this is actually a really good opportunity for people to grab A-listers from other companies because prior to this, it was the war on talent. Yeah. Now you have all of these people out there that are scared. They don't know if they're safe at their job. They don't know if their employers care about them. And Absolutely. if you just take a couple months and just really look at your business Make sure that all of the stitches are where they should be and make sure that you are growing in the direction that you should grow. You really could come out on top and better than you were before. You want to know what I like that you just said was that is that there's so many different facets to to implementing these things is yes, they're going to protect you from potential lawsuits and it'll protect you from potential like OSHA. I think there was another company we talked about that's going to come mm-hmm. in and do compliance um, for certain different things. And but the other thing that I think is so important right now with employees is that they don't feel a lot of them don't feel appreciated. They don't feel appreciated. They don't feel like they're being protected. So these things that are that that could potentially are that you have to input now and you could potentially assist them in implementing also helps that employee morale, right? So so I think that that's another thing that you have to be very cognizant of at this point in time is that people now you're going to be dealing with people who now are coming back to work because they have to, not because they want to. 
They want to be at home and where they felt safe, where they were told that hashtag of safer at home, like those things. So now all of a sudden you're telling them now you need to go back to work. And so they don't naturally already feel safe. So these these kind of procedures also helps an employee feel a little safer. And, and, and to your point, though, it doesn't have to be and it's not going to go back to what we were before. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you, you need to have different policies in place. You need to have mm-hmm. a work from mm-hmm. home policy in place. And maybe that means implementing different types of viewing software on the computers. So, I mean, there is so much gray area because everything has changed and it's okay that it's changed. That doesn't matter. So what? We'll be fine. We are the most resilient country on the planet. All we have to do is recognize where it's changed and grow. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I like about, about paychecks is that you guys don't just gear towards big monster 500 companies. Like you can do it on a scale really small, right? Two or more employees. Two or more employees. Correct. And you have a, you have all these different like scalability of the type of services you can offer for something small to where it's not very much a month to where you can go up to all full out to them being like a, you being a full HR, like almost like they have somebody in house. Um, no matter what, you're still going to feel like you have somebody in house. Okay. Uh, we, we, it is not cookie cutter. It is just like when you go to the doctor, they're not just, there's no just prescription for here you yeah. are, here you go. So what we do is we peek behind the curtain. We start out with an HR assessment. They go through everything. And then it's not just a list that's slid across the table. It's a discussion. They are your quarterback, Yeah. You, but you tell yeah. them where you want to go and what the plays are. Then you have a safety assessment. And these, these are professionals. And the majority of these uh, men and women in these positions have mm-hmm. been with the company 10 plus years. All of them have a minimum of a master's education. So if you were to go out and try and hire these people on their own, it would be about 120K to 80K a piece. You're nowhere near that with them. Um, they get 20 to 25 accounts per person. And they also get to use each other. So it's not just having your faith in one person. And yeah. then on top of that, you have the hundred um, plus people that whose job is just to digest new material and communicate real time to the HR generalist how it impacts their clients. Absolutely. And so, why when I was thinking about like, hey, what should be the next thing that we talk about and and give people's information to empower them and to protect them? I heard and I saw it. I heard it at first and then I saw it myself, and I I was pretty disgusted. From my perspective, it felt that way was um, there were already attorneys that were seeking out people who have gone back to work and and contracted something from going back to work. Or if you were a customer and you went there and you got you got infected and they're like, call us, we'll sue. Mm -hmm. So it was like to me, I felt like that was just it's still such a raw time and we're all trying to figure out what we can do to survive. And so it's like (laughs) you have got to to remember that. It's not just you going there and opening, clicking that sign that says open now, like for small businesses, which is what, what we thrive on as a, as a nation is the small business is what created us. And I hope to never, ever, ever lose those small businesses because they are the mom and pops. I'm from a small town in in Tulsa, Oklahoma. That's all we know. And so those companies that think all they can do, all they have to do is just like turn on the sign. I fear for them because I'm like, these are really high standards that you have got to adhere to in order to protect yourself legally at this point in time. You know, it's, it's interesting that you bring this up because, you know, I have spent hours on the phone 
with some of my clients mm-hmm. who are, you know, just the same as, you know, our parents are Yeah, where they believe in a handshake and they believe in, in word of mouth. But, you know, anyone who doesn't, weren't those the good old days, I know, but the I mean, like, I feel not, like we only got a little bit of them and they were, so you could trust but people we still were and, raised by them. So yeah. they got to imprint on us. But the thing is, is that it's no longer a dollar in a dream. It's a slip and a fall yeah. in the United States. Absolutely. And, and that is what right? it is. And so if you are going to open your doors, regardless of what we are dealing with now, you need to protect yourself. Absolutely. So I would still be advocating for people to try and do these things if we weren't in the crisis that we are, but we are where we are. Mm -hmm, So we mm -hmm. have to put these things into place to protect yourself, just to make sure. And people are desperate. That's the other thing you have to take into account. So someone that you thought would never sue you might sue you now. And it's not because of how you are treating them. It might be how their wife's job is treating the other half of their income. So there are other reasons and other things in people's lives. And you need to make sure that you protect yourself. It's just the way that it is. And if you don't protect yourself, insurance companies will be looking for ways to mark you as negligent so that they don't have to pay out. Workman's comp, for example. Absolutely. If you don't have your infectious control plan, you are not going to get your PPP loan and reimbursed as high as you possibly can. And you are also not, you're at risk of not getting, being stuck with a bag for workman's comp claim. And that's that, the PPP loan is that, that's that paycheck, paycheck protection loan that came from SBA, the Small Business Association. And that was the loan that they were giving out that's partially, it could be potentially forgivable. And it was going to small businesses. And one of the caveats in that are saying, are you in compliance with, and that's what you're kind of, you were talking about is like, are you in compliance with those infectious preventative so measurements and infectious control plan? You have to have every single one of your yeah. manuals per OSHA and OSHA is going to, going to be con- very conservative. They always are. That's their job mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and they're going to do their job. I, I, absolutely. I think, I think that that is it's so important to think about those things from other perspectives and know that this exists to know that what a high standard this is about to be in order to reopen safely, um, to protect each other from, from the spread of the virus, but also to protect your business. And that's one of the things like as an attorney, when I've done and dealt with businesses who've been sued for, for sexual harassment, Mm -hmm. one of the very first things that, litigation is looking at is did you have a plan in place for sexual harassment complaints what was your plan how do they report it to you what was written in that handbook of how the employees are supposed to report it what do you do right after it's been reported what are your actual implementation procedures of how you're going to investigate and how are you going to admonish if there's an issue and how are you going to remedial this those are so imperative that help to either create liability or help lessen liability so I learned from that perspective how imperative it was that you had an HR company who was assisting in that, creating that manual, making sure all of your employees signed that manual. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm seeing this from a legal perspective, like, okay, we're about to be really close to the exact same concept that we've seen with, with sexual harassment and wage and hour and all of those things of what are your procedures in place Mm -hmm. to protect not only your employees, but also yourself legally. So that's where I'm seeing this kind of like a butt. And I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking that it's even like a higher standard. I mean, these things like, like making sure that you're checking people for symptomatic, um, like, you know, symptoms. And then like, what are you going to do if they're sick? And how are you going to remedial it? How are you going to clean afterwards? How is it reported? How is it documented? I mean, all of these things are pretty easy. If you have a solid LMS system, which is a learning management system in place, 
which is another thing that we would offer inclusive of the platform that's just a little bit above payroll. And what happens is that you have any sort of um, already pre-recorded or you can record your own and up, upload them. Learns. Like training? Like, training. is that what you're talking about? Okay, Absolutely. okay, okay. So or creating HRG like... HRG will come out and do group trainings. Okay. And they are all signed off on. If you do the email, they will be fired back to you. You'll know when they opened it, if it's completed, anything. And it's just the same thing like California. Um, all of the HRGs out in California have to have the sexual harassment done a certain amount of times a month. That will be the exact same thing that's going to happen with what we're facing now, I'm sure is that mm -hmm. trainings will be put out. There are ways to protect yourself that are so much simpler if you just slow down, take a breath, look around for guidance, and you'll be fine. Yeah. And I and I think that most people, the mis misconception is that when you hear the word HR, human relations, or whatever it is, <laughs> those kind of things, people always think it's some big, massive, high-rise company where when you're in trouble, that's who you're going to talk to and see. And so I was under the, the, that same misconception before I was in law that I thought that that's what it meant. I didn't realize that it's, it is still important for small companies to have those type of procedures in place to protect them. It's not just big companies. Big companies are more likely to have it because they have more to lose. But right. really, a small company has more to lose because to a lose. little a little lawsuit for them is everything. Mm -hmm. Is the entire their entire investment, their entire future, everything they put into it. Their their life savings are in there, so they have so much more to lose. And what I really, really just um, felt was so empowering about some of the stuff that we've talked off 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 the the this podcast about um was that you're making it available to such small businesses which are as i said before is the cornerstone i believe of of our economy well you know honestly the way that that path all came into fruition is was by demand mm -hmm. of our small to medium-sized businesses yeah. needing more and coming to paychecks and wanting their help and paychecks is one of the most ethical companies in the world. They've actually been awarded that accolade for 12 years straight. And what they do is, you know, we know and recognize that our small to medium sized mm -hmm, businesses, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. we're talking from two employees to 500 employees. That's what small to medium size is. Um, it, they're the engine that runs our economy, period. So they need to function and they need to keep going. And we really want to be the tide that rises all ships. <laughs> we band yeah. together, we work together, and we support Absolutely. each other. We protect right. each other and we're going to be fine. That is the spirit. That is that is the goal. Because I know people are just, I mean, I started seeing where people were talking about um, on social media, like if they were even going to reopen. So one of the things that we saw was, you know, with this new phase one is only like, so we're talking about like restaurants. They can only open up to 25% of their capacity. So they're, so let's say their capacity, you know, is at a hundred people inside one building. They can only have 25 people in that building at one time. So that's also a huge issue that they have to decide is, is it financially beneficial for them to open right now? So it's like businesses are dealing with things that they never thought they were ever going to have to build, deal with. They're dealing with the mortgage companies or their landlord, um, their food that's all inside their building that's probably going bad. Their distributors, if they had any type of like contracts with them, they're dealing with all of that stuff. So it's like there's a lot of stuff that they're facing when reopening that at least one area of it, hopefully they can understand that they have at least a resource out there for somebody else to say, Hey, you know, can I call you? Can I ask you these things? What kind of, what kind of things that you're offering in order to help businesses like ours? So that's one of the things that I really thought was, um, was just highly beneficial for, for, for people to understand exists. I mean, I have a client that is a bar that has been here for a hundred years. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't want to say any names right on Clearwater Bay beach. 
And they just didn't know what to do because this is supposed to be their busy season. Oh, yeah. This is supposed to be when they're absolutely cranking and they're at a dead stop. Some of their bartenders they've had for five, ten years, and they have no idea. She had no idea what to do. And I sat on the phone with her for 15 minutes. We just had a discussion about what really were her major pain points, what she was most afraid of right now. We got her the reports that she needed for her PPP loan. Now we're sitting here we're making sure that she's completely in compliance with OSHA and that she's completely in compliance on an HR front and that she also has everything put together and where it needs to be so she can maximize her tax credits. Um, you know, let's not forget about, you know, the 401k and the SECURE Act. I mean, there are so many things out there right now that you can take advantage of and use to get you through this. So you could end up with, you know, just coming out on top with no problems, but you just have to act and you have to be smart about it and you have to be humble and know that there are people out there that have the resources for you and just, just take a leap of faith and give them a chance because you're going to work out. It's going to be fine. You know, yeah. I mean, can you imagine a bar that's been around for a hundred years not oh. being here anymore? It's devastating to think that we don't even fully know the extent of the damage and how many people, just individual parents and grandparents that have invested so much into these companies and some of them will well, never have reopen. another company that, you know, he's desperate for a PPP loan, but he's being loyal to his mom and pop bank who won't give him the PPP loan because they're maxed out. But he has another bank that I referred him to that can give him that loan and yeah. will be able to be, they're going to go bankrupt because they have some other things that are coming um, into being due right around the time that everything is opening back up in a couple months. And, you know, we just had to have some hard conversations, you know, that I understand your loyalty, but is that bank being loyal to you? Uh, absolutely. And as we saw with what took place with most of the banks during that PPP mm -hmm. loan process is mm -hmm. their loyalty was a little less than um, on par. I know. I, I remember when I was a business owner, the most important thing to me was thinking about the fact that I had 40 plus families that were depending on me absolutely, to keep my doors yeah, right? open. And so, you know, you have a responsibility to make sure that you make the right choices so that your business keeps going. Because whether you like it or not, there are so many different ways that you could be impacting your community. Whether it's just a, you know, a Sunday trip that everybody likes to go up to a specific shop and go, you know, all those kids and the families can remember that. Mm -hmm. And, you yeah. know, it's kayaking. I have a kayaking business that thinks they're in trouble. I have a bar that thinks they're in trouble, but they're all going to be okay because they're now on our platform and we're going to take care of them. So they are going to continue to attribute to their community. And when everything opens back up, they're going to be open and maybe the bars next to them aren't. Yeah, absolutely. Because you've got to be preparing for that. And one of the other things that we were that we're already seeing with our clients that are asking about is like the people who had furloughed mm -hmm. or had laid off mm -hmm. people and then they've already gotten unemployment. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, how are you going to bring them back? What does that mean for bringing them back? Because one of the biggest issues is anybody who has that PPP loan, if you don't average a certain number of employees of what you had previous, mm -hmm. then you're looking at a penalty for how much they're going to forgive. And I know Correct. that is a huge issue for a lot of the small businesses because they want to be able to maximize that forgiveness part of that loan in order to make up for all the stuff that they have lost financially. Who are you bringing back? How are you going to be able That's to bring them back? What do you do if you can't bring them back? 100% with the HRG goes through. Yeah. The HR generalist, she would sit down with you and she would want to know who you laid off or if you furloughed, when you did, why you did, what was your criteria, who you want back, who you don't want back the proper documentation, everything. We have templates, forms for it all. You also, I mean, we. I had one um, employer whose employees didn't want to come back because they were getting the $600 a week Oh yeah, stipend. no, they're making more money so not working than you would be email, working. We put together an email that was shot out to every single one of the employees mm -hmm. um, with a red receipt that said, you are expected back to work at such and such a time and the state is going to be notified that you now have work available to you. 
So they all returned. To work. And that, but that, and that worked for that business, right? So it, obviously, it's each business is 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 specific, and there's going to be so many people who cannot go back to work because their children are running around their home and they have nowhere. Yeah. They have nowhere to go with them. Mm -hmm. So it's like, then you're going to have people just financially cannot go back because they have nowhere to put them. Um, that probably, I, I I mean, I think that the, the daycares are are able to reopen, but they have to watch their Mm -hmm. capacity. It's very Um, sensitive. High rules now. I mean, it's no longer at will employee, like employment the way that it used to be. I mean, you have to make sure that you follow everything that you're supposed to follow. And if you're if you're looking to get rid of somebody, but then you also have the opportunity to find more A-listers. So you really can, you, I mean, you can look at the glasses half full or half empty, but either way, you got to make sure there's no cracks in your glass. And you got to be ready to fight back because that's really what this is about. This is really about protecting yourself. <laughs> or, fighting. No, or have you on speed dial. Yeah, exactly. It It's about, you have, something has been thrown at everybody and and it's been devastating and it's emotionally and physically just draining right now. And on top of what people are dealing with individually, business owners are dealing with something that's different, not saying that it's worse, but it's also like, we want to find a way to help restart this economy. We also want to, to fulfill our obligations to providing a job mm-hmm. and a place where you feel safe in order to make money mm-hmm. so you can provide for your family. And so that's a whole nother level of, of responsibility that you have as a business owner and, and their heads are just completely just spending and spending. I mean, it was difficult to figure out even what to apply for as a business owner. I mean, we had, you know, hundreds and hundreds of questions. And I know you have dealt with them too, of not even knowing where you start, like, where do you apply? Over 300,000 people on procuring the proper reports and with their PPP application. Yeah. And now we have bounced over, we have over 600,000 people on the platform that I'm talking about right now. Um, and it really, it's just a quick adjustment for us. It's not, it's, it's an understanding and it's, it's doing what we do best and have done for decade. And now just a little bit faster of a pace. How do you change? And it's just it's just communicating best practices. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. You just have to learn what the best practices are. You have to make sure you have a reliable source. You have to make sure that you understand exactly what it is that's being asked of you and execute. Yeah. It's empowering them with knowledge. Exactly. Is really what we have to do and now. And the path, though, yeah. too. I mean, you know, we have the handbook builder. We have the legally reviewed documents that you can upload into your, your handbook. Yeah. We have the LMS system. Everything is cloud-based. Everything is, so you don't have to download anything and and upload software or like upgrade software. It is all cloud server. So everything is right there. And, and, you know, and we also can bring in a suite of Fortune 500 benefits to sweeten the pie on your job descriptions if you're trying to replace employees. I mean, this really is an opportunity for rebirth. Yeah. The glass half full. That's right. I know. No more, no more half empty. I was hugged enough as a kid. Oh yeah. That was the other thing. Oh, can't forget. Oh, one of the things that was, I'm sure you're going to have this in your manual is you have to avoid hugs, handshakes, large gatherings and close quarters. So no more hugs at the business either. So as far as like the details, yeah. it's going to definitely be more you and, and the HR generalist, yeah. but I, I can provide access to all the people that can take care of everything that needed and answer anyone's questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really feel like the future is squarely in our hands right now. Like oh, that's yeah. really where we're at. I think more than we, than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Like we are, we're living through absolute history right now. And really when, when the governor makes an order that says, Hey, we're only opening up this many businesses and doing this, that's going to severely affect your financial ability to make money right now. Like if you're telling somebody they can only open at 25% of their capacity, if you think about that from a financial 
position. 25% of someone's capacity, the capacity is based on the amount of room they have that they're usually paying for all of that square footage. And they have they have done all of their books and financial, everything they've decided is based on us, us taking advantage of that full capacity. So to tell someone you're only at 25% now means you are severely financially kind of crippling them. So it's like, how do we get to the next phase? Well, only if we as an, as, as an economy does it safely and the right way in accordance with those procedures. So now we have a high level responsibility on those businesses who are opening during that first phase. Well, if there's going to be an articulation depending on what interest industry you're in. Yeah. So, I mean, you just have to be sensitive to that. And yeah. it's not going to be the same for everybody because it's going to come down to your county. Absolutely. And then, you know, on top of that, I love that you bring that up because you also have to think about like, you know, we're in Florida. Restaurants, I mean, what? Yeah. They, they should be booming right now. I mean, that's what all of us should be doing is enjoying our boat drinks and watching the sunset. So, you know, well, everyone says that's what we're doing. That's what I, I don't know. I've seen everyone has been talking about how the they're like, they're like Florida's over there on the beaches and I, doing right, all this stuff. Right, right. And I'm like, maybe we are. I'm, I'm like, like hey, no, no, it was only 70 degrees. That wasn't locals outside. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, I am so happy that you came. We will put all of your information at the bottom of this. So we always like to end with saying, you know, subscribe to our YouTube page, follow our podcast, Legal Gangster, and we will put Tiffany Cartwright's information there. So if anyone needs anything, they can reach out, reach out to you and get whatever information they need. Anybody needs anything else from us. And we will continue to kind of update people as we go forward on what those requirements of so we can all do our our um, our part in um, fighting back against this horrible disaster situation that we are all in. And we wish every single person um, safety and prosperity in their businesses. And thank you for tuning in. Thank you for having me. Don't get it twisted. Huh? I'm on my mission. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. New